Are you short-staffed? Are you not trading to your full capacity? Are the same old ways of recruiting just not working? Are your recruitment costs escalating? Are you finding careers fairs and job boards less effective? Are you really targeting the people that you want? You can with Hospitality Rising. Hospitality Rising is a modern and relevant way to make hospitality a true career of choice. We've delivered over 55,000 real applications and over 10 million TikTok views in just 12 weeks. Join the revolution, let's stand together and rise up together to grab the talent we all deserve. And with six month packages available from just £5 per employee, the real question is, why have you not invested in the future of hospitality? For more information and to invest, just email hello at hospitalityrising.org. That's hello at hospitalityrising.org. I'm Mark McCulloch, the founder of Hospitality Rising. Thanks for listening. Supersonic. 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 Welcome to Supersonic Hospitality Marketing with me, Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality, marketing, business, and beyond to hear tips, tricks, and tales to help your brand boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. Hey there, my name is Paul Barron. I'm the founder of I Am Donna. We are the restaurant chain on a mission to revolutionize the kebab. In 2016, we opened our first site in Leeds with massive ambitions to go global. But first, we needed a change. Being a chef, I've always been a bit skeptical about being pushed down the technological route. But what it's done for labor and customer service has completely changed the game for us. We partnered with Vita Mojo to introduce their all-in-one restaurant platform. We now take 100% of our orders digitally through kiosks, click and collect and delivery channels. We've waved goodbye to the manual processing of delivery orders as we now have all our delivery partners integrated through Vita Mojo. We only need to do one menu push when updating menus across all platforms. Orders from all channels come into one screen in the kitchen making the operation faster and more efficient. The throughput is four times faster and we've seen a 35% increase in ATV. Our partnership with Vita Mojo has transformed I am Donna. It's a massive part of our revolution. Find out more at vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic. I'm about to reveal hospitality's best kept secret. HDI are a mind-blowing hospitality data insight provider working with over 50 different businesses from pubs and bars to casual dining, QSR and coffee. Since 2017, they've led the way creating incredible insights from debit and credit card spending. If you want to know the customer profile and performance of every site on your street, which brands are performing best or where else your customers go, give HDI a shout. For mind-blowing hospitality data insights based on real credit card and debit card data, contact hello at hdinsights.com. That's hello at hdinsights.com. Hello, I'm recording this episode on St. Patrick's Day and it's a dreadful day down in Brighton, but might 
just might see a rainbow a wee bit later on. So hopefully you've had a great St. Patrick's Day and you went out and celebrated and had some fun and um, attributed yourself to being Irish if you're not. And it'd be interesting to see what you had. You know, was it the black stuff? Was it an alternative like Brewdog's new variant? Um, I'm making it sound bad. <laughs> so uh, they're alternative Guinness or alternative stout. So be very interesting to see what you had or something a bit crafty and um, a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit more crafted and artisan maybe. Um, be interesting to see what you had. Me, I'm not drinking at the moment, so I will be having some Guinness Zero Zero, I assume. Um, hopefully, if I can get all this work done that I've got. And this episode today is a little bit more on a personal note, actually. So for those that you don't know, I've had a wee bit of ill health over the last year and I contracted something called SIBO. So you can look it up. I'm not uh, going to go into all the details, but have a wee look. And it's not to be confused with Subo, uh, the, the very famous Scottish X Factor winner or whatever it was, Britain's Got Talent. Um, so yeah, I've had Subo or SIBO living in me for a little while. So just one night in London, had a pizza delivered, and I wouldn't say from where, and it was not absolutely not their fault, but I got food poisoning off the back of having the pizza. And I was ill across Christmas, uh, not the year there, but the year before, and in bed for about eight weeks. I was in a really, really bad way. Um, and then I contracted this thing called SIBO. So I've been going through a massive, massive personal journey, as they talk about in all these talent shows. And it's really just opened my eyes to the way I was living life, how hard I was working, stress being involved, and the foods that I was eating and what I was drinking and the hours that I was keeping and not sleeping. So through my treatments and stuff the last year, I have met Ruth, who is the nutrition coach. So it's Ruth Reynolds, who's the nutrition coach and based in Brighton. Our website is ruthreynolds.com and you can follow her on Instagram, which is nutritionist underscore Ruth, nutritionist underscore Ruth. And I just thought as a bit of left field uh, episode fodder, we would actually talk to Ruth and talk about gut health, which is becoming super trendy at the moment. Talk about looking after yourself better if you're not. I mean, lots of people are obviously, but if this even helps one person not do what I did, then I would be really, really happy. And also the crossover of health, gut health, and hospitality, and how that all sort of merges together and intertwines. Very much the message is, eat fresh, cook things from scratch, and everything in moderation, and you probably won't go far wrong. But anyway, there's some amazing tips from Ruth in the episode. As I say, it's not the usual business subject, or marketing subject, or hospitality subject, but I really just thought it was worthwhile having the chat with Ruth, and going through how we can all have much happier guts and hopefully means all of us will be around a little bit longer. So it gives me the most gut-busting, or should that be gut-healing pleasure ever, to introduce my next guest, who is Ruth Reynolds, the nutrition coach. Hello. Hi there. 
Are you doing? I love the intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, do you know, it was a little bit of a mistake in the first few episodes. And then someone said, oh, is that kind of your thing? And I was like, yeah, I suppose I should just make it my thing. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> so we just do it. And then I do need to, you know, weave in applause and all that stuff. I need to get into doing that. So yeah, yeah. So today is a, is a wee bit of a, and we'll just say in there, a bit of a left field episode. Um, you know, a lot of the time I'm talking to hospitality businesses, I'm talking to marketers and CEOs and, and tech people and things like that. But something uh, sort of more personal has happened in the last year, um, which I'll, I'll have talked about in the intro. And um, I just thought from you and your knowledge and, you know, I was getting on well and all that stuff. And I, I just think yeah. you're really interesting. And I oh, think, you know, you. You've, you've got a lot to, to, to add to hospitality. So mm. I guess to frame it for everyone, we've got gut health. Um, is very on trend at the moment. So anyone is, yeah. with gut problems, congratulations, you're bang on trend. Um, and then, you know, obviously, A, there's a looking after yourself as a business person um, yeah. or just a human being, you know, without that, nothing happens. And then the second part is, well, how does that affect hospitality? As more and more of us are recognising that we're having certain issues or allergies or needs or whatever it is, mm. then how will hospitality evolve, you know, to, to, to be able to cater for that, you know, rather than the the answers that were going around for a while where you said, I've got a gluten allergy or a nut allergy or whatever it is. And then, the, you know, the chef said, don't be so stupid, you know, crack mm. on with it. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot more hopefully understanding coming through now. Yeah, um, yeah, I think there is. But before we get into all that, um, it'd be good to just talk about you um, and just uh, check what's happening. So what's happening with you right now? You know, what's going on? And also tell us a wee bit about your business. Sure. Well, I'm uh, running my nutrition practice, gut-busting uh, people's <laughs> digestive systems. Who are you, who you going to call? Yeah, gut-busters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're helping me with a new marketing uh, strap line, Ruth <laughs> Reynolds, the gut buster. There you um, go. <laughs> that's not the message I want to convey. Uh, repairing, hopefully, people's digestive systems. Um, I'm based in Brighton, but I, I work via video calls, which, to be honest, started off as a lockdown thing, as we all did. Started working from home, working from video calls, and... I actually haven't gone back to clinic, not a physical clinic, um, as I used to have, uh, because I find people prefer it, actually. So I now see clients from the comfort of their own home or from their meeting room at work. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm here fixing digestive systems. Nice. And then how did you get into all this? You know, a lot of people I speak to have had sort of life coaches on before and, and and people like that. And it's been almost like usually a personal event for them has oh. then led them into this, you know, sort of more, um, I guess, altruistic, you know, career rather than, you know, being a banker and just taking everyone's money. Um, yeah. So did something like that happen or was it just, you, you, you just were always interested? Well, I was always interested and I spent 20 years doing marketing and advertising actually oh. in London and Amsterdam. Who was that with? Uh, well, I was running um, an agency in London um, called City Savvy. I was, uh, before that, I was in Amsterdam working for Publicis, which is oh. a big French owned um, advertising agency. And before that, I had my own agency as well, which I ran for five years. Um, and, it, you know, it was the classic 
corporate. Uh, I, I didn't have children, high disposable income, work hard, play hard. Just I was a bit of a workaholic, actually. And I'd, you know, I'd take clients out at night and then I'd go back to the office and work all night. And then I'd get go straight to a pitch in the morning. And and then a personal event happened. I was in my 30s and I was diagnosed with breast cancer, actually. Oh, my goodness. In my 30s. Uh, so I thought, wow, something, something needs to change. Mm. And I'd already kind of realized that you don't get old PR people, you know. <laughs> 30 was kind of well, pushing it. Some, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're usually 30, rich. I felt, yeah, I felt like I was pushing it a bit, actually. Um, <laughs> and then I was in my 40s and I just thought, you know, everybody in my team was about 20 and mm. uh, it was time to, it was time to retrain and do something that I would enjoy. I didn't want to have on my gravestone. She worked really hard. Yeah. Uh, you know. I Did you see that campaign? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one that great? you know it lasted for about a week and then everyone's forgotten about it, kind of. Yeah. Thing. So I wanted to do something that I really enjoyed, and I'd always been interested in good food. Um, I'd been brought up eating really well. My stepmother was Chinese, so we ate really well at home. Mm. Amazing food. And um, what types of things would that have been? Oh, you know, lovely stir fries, fresh vegetables, um, lots of lovely lean meats and, and, you know, fresh food. But all always with a twist, you know, very creatively cooked, very mm. tasty. And she was the kind of person that would crave vegetables where, you know, most people are craving sugar. Um, yeah. So... And we travelled a lot as, as kids as well. So I'd always been exposed to lots of really good interesting ingredients um and that sort of thing so um i i thought well you know i'd, I'd obviously fine-tuned my own health at that point quite considerably yeah. and taken a long hard look in the mirror about what i was doing eating and drinking and um so i thought yeah i'll retrain um and you, sorry with, ruth just, just yeah. on that point then what what did you have to do diet wise and and you know alcohol and and all these things you know because I'm thinking about um, I think it's a chap called Ryan he's a, a chef and he's got the Life Kitchen um, oh yeah and he mm -hmm. created a book for tasty food for people with cancer that you know they could oh, okay. enjoy and yeah. you know and yeah. he, he's done a fabulous job with that um, mm. but yeah what were the changes I mean was it just blandy bland bland or did you no. manage to hack it a bit. Oh, gosh, no, 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 food doesn't need to be bland. Mm. Um, I think it was about stress. Mm. It was about drinking too much alcohol. It was about pushing my body to the limit, never mm. getting any rest, never taking my foot off the gas, you know. Mm. Um, That's my Tinder profile. This is my, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> tick, 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 tick. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just time for a bit of a life overhaul and I was mm. I was ready for it as well mm. you know I I wasn't enjoying the job anymore um and I I mean being a bit of a workaholic I worked all week went to college all weekend worked all mm. week went to college all weekend and I did that for three years to retrain as a nutritional therapist um but when you go back to school for something that you really love yeah. it's completely different I yeah. I loved it I really enjoyed it um and then after doing three years of training, anatomy and physiology and nutritional therapy, 
uh, and 200 hours of clinical practice as well, where I would observe my tutor with clients. And then the tutors would observe us because obviously we can't be let loose on people till we're qualified. Yeah. Um, I then, I then um, launched my career as a nutritional therapist. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. it, just, it, it feels like two or three lives you've sort of crammed <laughs> in, you know, which is great. And you know, it's, it's funny on two things that you're saying, and I mean, funny, peculiar rather than ha ha in mm. terms of a coincidence, you know, you're talking about um, food when you're growing up. And I think mm. if you don't get off to the right start in life, then you're mm. hardwired um, that that's the way that it always is. And I think with the Scottish upbringing, I mean, obviously everyone jokes about, you know, everything's fried and including the heroin. But, you know, in, in terms of of that, I mean, it's a real thing. I mean, everything was just beige. But I was talking to my, my auntie about it the other day. Actually, I said I was having you on uh, to, to, to the podcast and we're just talking about it. Oh, yeah. And she said, um, yeah, but we didn't have any money. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, we weren't like poor, 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 but we weren't mm. super well off either. Mm. And, yeah, it was just basic basic you know so it was what was cheap so yeah it was the certain cuts of meats it was you know mm. the potatoes and you know it was, it was you know potatoes 10 ways and 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 all that kind of thing you know so yeah but I think that really hardwired me to now and it's almost like going through this that I'm going through and meeting you and all that it's yeah. that you know sort of social media phrase which is I'm today's years old when I learned this um mm. so you know it's just things like salads greens vegetable all that was just kind of off the table and you just had what was quickest beigest cheapest you know and, mm. and and that's the way that you did and then the other point that you made was being well traveled back in the 80s you know late 70s 80s and, and early 90s i mean i hadn't gone anywhere outside of scotland so you only yeah. knew what was there yeah but you'd never yeah. see somebody having a salad you know you'd look at them funny <laughs> Honestly, um, but there's, well, there's the old joke about chips being Glasgow salad, but that's um, yeah. that, that's about it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that's uh, definitely something that people need to think about, you know, and just being open to, mm. to, to, to all these different things. I think being open and trying new things. I, I mean, I'm I'm a mum to eight year old twins, so I know I know what it's like to feed a family and you know fussy eaters mm. and uh, and the cost of, of feeding a family as well. And and hopefully, I mean, it doesn't have to be that expensive um, to feed a family with with healthy food because you know you can make things go further with lots of vegetables and beans and lentils and um you know certain cuts of meat um and it you know it doesn't have to be expensive if you if you have a you know a fairly simple but but healthy and tasty diet um and and when i when i do travel with my with my twins which is not very often i have to say because we've had the pandemic and yeah. traveling with twins is not fun i have to say <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't done but they it look very so often. cute but they look so cute <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job they look cute yeah <laughs> their survival yeah um, up on ebay <laughs> um I I went to Turkey last year actually, and we stayed in probably the biggest hotel I have ever stayed in, and the buffet was mind-bogglingly big with mm. foods that I had never seen before. And every meal time, I said to them, "You have to try one new food," and I'm going to do the same thing because you know it's food I hadn't tried either. 
And so we made it into a little game and it was really good fun. And when you've got a great hotel buffet like that, and, you know, this was amazing. Um, You can try new things because, you know, you don't have to order a meal and then go, oh, God, I've tried this new thing and I don't enjoy it. This was just go and pick out a mouthful of something Mm. and try it. And it was really good fun. Um, And and we all tried new things. And I used it as an opportunity to expand their culinary horizons. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right, and and you know, the world's getting smaller as well. You know, which is which is yeah. good. And then there's obviously great mm. TV programming that you know is showing you new things mm. that you should try. And mm. you know, your Saturday kitchens. You know, it's not oh, you have yeah. to go to this specialist Asian supermarket to get this. It's oh, it's available in Morrison's and wherever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why do you think there's this interest now? more than ever in nutrition and gut health and and all the rest of it are we seeing just people getting sicker well sadly that that may well be true i think though research has come out a lot more research about gut health and it's become a mainstream topic as well i mm. think most people have heard now through the media that gut health is really important and people are talking about it. It used to be something, you know, going to the loo. People don't really talk about that, you yeah. know. Um, it's, But it, it really is now a mainstream topic. And, uh, and it's research-backed as well. We mm. know that your gut microbiome has a massive impact on your health. I mean, they call the gut the second brain. Mm. It, you know, if your gut is not healthy, then you're not a healthy person because you're not, absorbing your nutrients you're not processing your food you're not getting what you need from your food and if you're not processing it well you don't feel great either you yeah. know so um it's a very it's a very broad topic now that that everybody has at least heard about i think and what can you do what's the 101 to just try and you know get a bit of balance into your life and, and that kind of thing mm. you know what would your advice be as a kind of starter pack to kind of start things going in the right way well i think eat nice fresh healthy fruit and vegetables and quality lean proteins like you know um, chicken and fish and plant-based proteins as well know what's in your food and you you're only going to know what's in your food if you make it yourself so it's it's about being a label detective when you have to buy something in a packet you know have a look at what's actually in the food that you're that you're consuming um i did a talk last week to 160 year five and six students at my twin school oh, cool. and i was saying to them you know you're in charge of what goes in your body mm. have a have an interest in what that is and um and and try and learn about what the foods are that you're eating and if there's something on a packet that you don't understand you can't pronounce and you never heard of chances are it's not going to be something that your body actually wants, you know. It's probably not going to be good for you. In terms of the hospitality industry then, um, obviously we're in the business of getting people to eat and drink out and obviously now get deliveries as well, you know, as as a big part of Mm. our business. I mean, how do you balance that, you know? Because I guess so many of the public are either so busy uh you know and they're just eating out every night or they are getting a takeaway 
often they don't have time to get. I mean, I was definitely that this time last year. Mm. I was just, I don't have time. So therefore, you know, I could get those extra emails done while someone was bringing me something. Um, mm. You know, how, how can you, A, how can you sort of get over that? And B, you know, what are the best options out there, you know, as, as a nutritionist? You know, what would you be advising someone if they are going out for dinner? Are there certain brands? Are there certain things to look for? You know, that kind of thing. Well, I think as a consumer, I suppose you need to understand what the occasion is. Is it is it a treat? Is it, you know, are you doing this every night and, and make your, your choices um, accordingly? I think we're all allowed a treat, you know, 80-20 rule and all that. Mm. If you're healthy most of the time, then if you fancy, you know, some deep fried chicken one night, then, you know, that's not the end of the world. But I think as, as a hospitality brand, I think serving fresh, seasonal, delicious food um, has to be the way forward. And I think I think the hospitality industry is doing a lot to support mm. people with their health as well. They are... Um, they're flagging food when it's gluten-free. They're they're saying this is a vegan option. They're offering vegan options. I mean, gosh, a few years ago, that would be really unheard of. Yeah. Um, you know, it's quite normal to be asked, does anyone at the table have an allergy? I mean, that's incredibly helpful. And mm. that's, again, that's the hospitality industry is really knowing what people need and trying to go the extra mile to support them. So um, I think... Nice, health, healthy, fresh choices have got to be a good start as a consumer and also as um, as a hospitality brand. I guess thinking about it from being an operator as well, though, costs are going up and up and up and up and up, and then customers or guests or whatever you want to call them will only sort of wear so much. So um, it's um, it's quite a quite a balance for them, mm. you know. Um, to get the you know the the sort of the freshest or the the best kind of thing out there, and then mm. also there's obviously a lot of brands that just don't deal in that, you know. So mm. um, very gluten based pizza brands, and, you know, and and and, and, and <laughs> well, you can even like get your gluten free pizza at the you know the high street pizza places. Either. Is is it good though? I haven't tried it, so I have to say. Uh, I don't know whether it is like cardboard because a lot of gluten-free products are yeah, a little bit on the chewy side um, and they're not healthy either. I mean, you know, yeah. everybody's sort of seen the gluten-free section in the supermarket now and, and that's great. You know, the the uh, manufacturers have all sort of jumped on the what people are demanding and, and what people need, but... I often tell my clients, you know, gluten-free products are not healthy. Mm. Yes, sure. Have your, your your sliced gluten-free bread in the freezer for your toast fix when you really want one, but don't live on it. It's mm. full of starchy fillers and it's it's not something we should be having every day. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of brands, let's say mainstream brands that spring to mind in, in a positive way about how much, I mean, I think it's almost a legal requirement now to say, has anyone got any issues or, you know, uh, allergies, right. whatever. Um, but uh, Bill, so was my accent. It was something like Bell's whiskey, but Bill's, Bill's, uh, you know, Bill's restaurants and cafes. Um, there's one in Brighton and Lewis and and, and all that. Um, they were excellent. So it was it was the first weekend I was going out, having to say I'm gluten free and dairy free mm. and the whole lot. And the manager was unbelievable and basically took up all the details. 
then went away and then personally went and into the kitchen, monitored it. Someone else brought me the food and he said, no, take it back until I've checked it. So wow. he then went yeah. back and then and I was just like, wow, that's incredible. But mm. I think one of the leaders in the whole thing really was uh, Zizi. And I oh, remember yeah. them mm -hmm. being so on it, you know, like gluten-free yeah. menu, like way back in the early days when mm. it was a bit like, why are you asking for that? You know, it was one of those kind of thing. But um, they they just did incredibly well and they had so many great options and and all the rest of it. But I mean, is is gluten the sort of biggest problem people are seeing then in terms of the gut health side of things? Is it is that one of the main things that's you know sort of affecting people? Is it gluten and dairy or what, what are you seeing? Well, I see all sorts of conditions um and symptoms and and when people come to me saying oh I, I feel bloated after everything I'm eating or you know I think I'm some I'm eating something that's not agreeing with me then of course I'll look at the diet and look at what they're actually eating and and gluten and dairy are are two of the biggest culprits mm -hmm. some people would argue that we're all gluten intolerant um because it can be inflammatory it's not great for your digestive lining um so there's a certainly two of the foods that I would look at first. Mm. But I find actually when someone says to me, I got to the stage where I can't eat anything without bloating up or running to the loo or whatever the, the problem is, then for me, it's normally the environment inside that's a problem mm -hmm. instead of uh, it being the food. Yeah. So then as a sort of the, you know, the gut detective, I will start thinking about what might that be? Have they got mm. an overgrowth of bacteria? Have they got uh, a yeast infection in their gut? Have they not got enough of the good bacteria? Those sort of issues I'll start to think about. Have, is their stomach acid up to scratch or are too much of it mm. or their digestive juices? Maybe they're not firing more cylinders. So um, each part of the digestive process is is a finely tuned part of the overall picture and if one of those elements has broken down then you've got an unhappy digestive system yeah well the thing that stuck in my head from the chats that we've had was you saying about gluten equals glue yeah you know and and that really just stuck in my head and you know and it yeah. almost in a sort of Paul McKenna style way is just making me think <laughs> what you know why am I why would I have that if it's if it effectively is just going to you know, sort of uh, you believe taking a load of glue. You know, it just doesn't really sound like <laughs> the, the, sound very the best feeling, thing in the world. It? No, definitely <laughs> not. And then in terms of you know the TV programs that've been on lately. I mean, obviously many years ago, Gillian McKeith, and then now mm. there's the the Scottish Harry um, McFarlane twins with a yeah. Know Your Bleep um, TV show. Yeah. Again, you know, is that good for the cause? Is that good for you know what you're doing, or does it is it is it like, you know, just sort of making entertainment out of it? Well, I do know who you mean, that those twins, um, although I haven't seen their show. And of course, you know, I've heard of Gillian McKeith. I think anything that raises awareness has got to be a good thing. And mm -hmm. anything that makes talking about what you do on the loo less of a, 
embarrassing subject. I mean, mm. it's my favourite subject. You know? <laughs> I, I had, a hundred, you know, the 160 kids the other day all squirming as I said, poo is my favourite subject. I absolutely <laughs> love talking about it. And um, and I suppose Gillian McKeith was a bit like that back in the day where, you know, she would actually examine people's poo, which is not what uh, I yeah, do. Yeah. I send it off to a very clean laboratory for examination and, and I get the report. But anything that makes it um, a mainstream topic and educates people has got to be a good thing. But the problem is with, with some of these programmes, they're, they're made quite sort of populist. And, and you know, has she got that, is it Three Fat Brides and One Thin Dress or something, oh, okay, which sounds like body shaming and, yeah. you know, it's um, that sort of thing I don't approve of. Anything that is a drastic diet or body shaming or things that might trigger someone's eating disorder. You know, you've got to be very careful about these things. Hey, I'm Sam from Airship and Toggle. You might remember me from hospitality marketing campaigns such as Jetpack Santa, Toggle Time 2 or anything that involves Chico from The X Factor. Well, now we're delighted to be supporting the latest series of the Supersonic Hospitality Marketing Podcast and the wonderful human that is Mark McCulloch. Airship is the CRM system built specifically for hospitality, which integrates with over 100 tech platforms, including Vita Mojo. Hey, guys, fancy seeing you here. And allows you to build personalized, automated marketing journeys for your customers. Toggle is the hospitality gift card platform that integrates with your existing EPOS and allows you to sell physical and digital cards, as well as experiences, retail items, tickets, and more, both online and in venue. Both platforms are currently available half price as part of our budget-proof campaign, as we aim to support our sector the best way we know how. You can learn more at airship.co.uk or use toggle.com, or you can just drop me an email at sam at airship.co.uk. A creative agency for the hospitality sector, Saved by Robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling. From Scottish Restaurant of the Year Sugar Boat to Tip Jar, the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world, Saved by Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi-site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com. The gut, and I'm only understanding this now again, is so linked to your mental health as yes. well. Um, mm-hmm. So even if you're not feeling, you're feeling okay body-wise, actually mm. if you do suffer from any mental issues and it's so rife in the hospitality industry you know mm. chefs and and you know uh, people on the floor front of house especially um mm. you know there's there's so much there's great things going on like the burnt chef project and uh, hospitality action you know helping people but yeah. again you know is there any sort of measures you could look at to just try and be better for your mental health as well you know is there like supplements or is there you know anything like that that might just help some people on a sort of generic scale Mm. well the great thing is people are talking about mental health now Mm. um and also research has quite clearly linked what we always knew of the gut brain access uh, axis rather where you know there is a very close link between your 
your mood and um, depression and what you're eating and your gut health as well. And you can even get probiotics now, which are targeted at supporting your gut health. Um, but I can imagine, yes, life as a, as a chef must be incredibly stressful. And those those front of house people as well who are dealing with happy customers, unhappy customers, hungry people. You know, gosh, we're at our worst when we're hungry. Um, so it's, it must be a very tough job. And um, I think that one of the biggest things for your your gut that that really uh, can be damaging is is stress and and it's one of those things, you know, who hasn't been told that, you know, oh, just cut the stress out in your life, you know, mm. as if it's something that you can switch off. And it's really hard uh, to do that. But for my, you know, for my clients, I always say to them, you know, just take a long, hard look in the mirror and think about your life. And is there something that you can realistically change? Mm. Is there something that you can that you can cut back on or outsource or um or make life easier for yourself. Uh, I mean, for example, I get my food delivered. That saves me a couple of hours a yeah. week easily. Um, get out for a walk at some point if you can. And people say, oh, I haven't got time to do that. But I think 10 or 15 minutes outside actually makes you a lot more productive in the afternoon and could actually save you time. Um, and being organized. People say, oh, I haven't got time to plan my food. Just a few minutes of planning and prepping actually is going to give you back a couple of hours during the week. So it's like I haven't got time not to plan my menus. Otherwise, me and my family would would starve to death. It's mm. you know, it's um, it saves me time organizing on a Sunday where I'm going to be for the week ahead, what I'm going to need to eat, what portable snacks am I going to need? Am I going to be on a train or away from home and only a vending machine for, for snacks, you know? So I think if we can just take a step back and organize ourselves, um, we would actually save a lot of time and, and reduce the stress in our lives. Yeah. I mean, there's an old Buddhist um, sort of phrase and it says you should meditate for 15 minutes a day. And if you yeah. don't have time, you should do an hour. Um, <laughs> so I haven't heard that one. That's a really yeah. good one. Um, so yeah. you know, I, I I think this applies, and I think on a personal note, when we had chats about it, I mean, I I think I was sitting with my arms crossed, frozen up, when you were suggesting plan things, put things <laughs> in Tupperware, freeze things, and I'm like, no way. Um, <laughs> but on a sort of serious note, it is difficult, especially if you're not in an office environment you know, yeah. and, and you are hopping about and, and you're away traveling, you know, mm. so you're traveling with mm. work. And then mm. what if you're in different countries and also further flung different countries, like where it's not like being in America or being in Europe or whatever. And, and you're like, I, I, you've got no navigation. I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. And I was talking to um, someone that's coming on the podcast soon, actually. And they were saying they were in Cambodia for a few years and just mm. it was like constant, constant food poisoning and they could never quite it wasn't almost food poison it was just you know the system wasn't matched with what, what was yeah. going on out there yeah. um so I, I think that is a great thing though for any business person and you know family person whatever in general is just taking the time make yourself a wee spreadsheet print out a bunch of them and then just fill in the, the squares mm. and go yeah you know and then Definitely. the other thing i learned from you as well was shouldn't really be snacking loads anyway so you do need to that's leave right gaps yeah. 
between mm. your meals. Um, but I think we're we're in a bit of a grazing culture now where I'll oh, just have a wee coffee and I'll just do this, mm. I'll just do that. Mm. And then your 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 body never resets. And I think it's an appeal to coffee shops and, and stuff out there as well. Have some options apart from pastries, please. Yes. You know, I'm only absolutely. finding this. Yeah. Only because yeah. I would have had a pastry in the past. But now I'm yeah. just like, oh my God, just give me something else, please. Because yes. I can't have it, you know? You, I mean, you do get the occasional fruit salad in some of the sort of the high street coffee mm. shops. But yeah, it's really, it's really difficult. Um, and what I do to the best of my ability with my clients is look at where they're going to be and talk about what they might, what the options might be locally. I mean, I haven't been to Cambodia, but if that was my client, I would have said, you know, take your Saccharomyces boulardii with you because, you know, that's going to help with your traveller's diarrhoea and that sort of thing. Let's build up your your gut bacteria before you go and, and make it as robust as we as we can. But, I mean, I you know, most of the menus for things are online as well now. So yeah, true. if you're going out for a meal with friends and you're worried about what you're going to eat, you could always have a little look at the menu beforehand and really have a good think without the pressure of someone standing over you with their paper and pen saying, yes, what mm. would you like? You know, um, and I quite often look at restaurant menus with clients as well, mm. just to say, hey, that's a better choice for you. Oh, there's likely to be hidden gluten in that sauce or, mm. you know, we can talk about it and, and plan ahead. You did it with me. So yes, I, was I, go- I was going on holiday and, uh, yeah. I mean, and we literally went through the entire menu. It's no, 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 no. Uh, there's a salad there that's kind of okay. You know, it was it was like a real backwater sort of uh, Isle of Wight pub that, you know, it was just like burgers or nothing kind of thing. But we did. Um, yeah, so was but we it- found you something edible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fine. In fact, we went to Witherspoons and... Um, uh, spoons was excellent in terms of choice uh, i had was loads it? of great choices yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and they were, very, they were very flexible um right and then just in terms of thinking about hospitality brands as well i mean do you have any that you favor like you go to um you know like breakfast lunch dinners like because i remember years and years and years ago used to do weight watchers um and you know for example they would say mm. they would talk about nando's for example and say nando's yeah. actually a decent option but mm. in your in your head, if you're going out as a family, have you got any in your mind that it's kind of your go-tos that are mm. a bit healthier maybe or a bit more nutritionally valuable? Well, we go to Nando's a lot, actually. Mm. Um, I mean, I know my audience at home and um, chicken and chips is uh, is always fantastic. a very happy, a very yeah. happy choice that's that's crowd pleasing. And I really like Nando's actually. And, and you brilliant. can have you can have rice and, and things as well. When I used to be a commuter and um, I used to like, if I hadn't been organised enough, I I used to take either overnight oats with me on the train or whatever. But if I hadn't been quite that organised, I thought the the porridges at at, um, Leon were really good. Um, And occasionally... I thought you were going to say prayer. I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I'm disappointed. No, that's great. (laughs) That's great. I... um, I used to have the uh, salmon salads, actually, they, yeah. that were really nice. And the sushi, and um, they do little nice little snack pots, actually, with uh, eggs and spinach as well. Yes. Yeah, that's a so, good But, yeah, Leon was always great for, for breakfast. And, and sometimes I'd find myself at Victoria Station, and you've probably been there, you know, 8 o'clock at night, you've had a really long day, and yeah. you're just 
tired and hungry and you can get sushi there's um there's a prep there as well there's uh, m&s for a nice salad something like that um but the sushi is often a a go-to option for me if i'm on the fly um so yeah you can you can get healthy options and gut health wise with sushi there's not so many problems or is it a problem well to my horror i found out about a year ago that um sushi rice has sugar in it um so it may not be the the choice for everybody although you can get sashimi which is obviously without the rice and it's just the um the fish and salad so it's yeah it it can be a healthy option and then alcohol free stuff um is that a good option for people or if you're not drinking alcohol you should steer clear you know what's your thoughts on that well um i haven't tried many alcohol free products but it's that social pressure isn't it when people don't want to drink yet they don't want to feel left out so Mm. i think if it's um if it's something that enables you to be alcohol free while still feeling like one of the party then i think that's a that's a good choice but i would suggest that it's an all things in moderation choice it's not Mm. something that you should be drinking gallons (laughs) 12 pints yeah (laughs) you won't be drunk but you you might have a bloated stomach. Yeah. Well, I, I, do you know, I was on holiday and, and I, I was trying to fit in because everyone else was boozing in hot tubs mm. and things. Um, yeah. So my, if anyone's, you know, sort of alcohol-free at the moment, my limited experience of it, um, Guinness Zero Zero is fantastic. Absolutely it's nice. fantastic. Mm. It just mm. it's, it, got, it feels like it's got a tiny wee bit missing off a real Guinness, but not much. Um, what, like so the alcohol <laughs> probably yeah probably <laughs> no but I wanna, do you know what we just like in the taste it was just like it was just a teeny wee bit of something lacking but it was right. pretty pretty great um free dam uh which i think's maybe something to do with australia i'm not sure but um australia dam but anyway free dam amazing mm-hmm. and then just friends of the show uh, lucky saint um is, mm. is is particularly good and right. if you're into your advertising and pr and all that from years ago you should definitely yeah. check out all their branding and their ads and stuff oh, really? like, okay. it's all kind of thou shall not oh, okay. you know but yeah. it was like it was like thou shall not not enjoy myself or something like that yeah. you know they had a great yeah. great um january campaign but uh, yeah it's so, a good message yeah yeah so uh, so if anyone's needing to fit in um then that that because you can't sit and drink iron brew all night do you know what i mean as much as i love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, just, yeah. you can't you, you, you know you get a bit sugared up so you know that was excellent but i was listening to a podcast about alcohol free lately and um it was lee mack uh the comedian all right and, and he said mm-hmm. something really interesting where he's sober now and he um, looked at the whole thing and, and the, the science behind it and blah, blah. But anyway, what happens is, you know, sometimes you're dying for a drink. You know, you, mm. it's, it's been end of a Friday. You know, we're, we're St. Patrick's Day right now. So I'm sure there's yeah. a few people already drinking. Um, yeah. So, you know, you want that gin and tonic or you want that cider or whatever, that first hit. But interestingly, what he said, and I, I don't know if it's true, but he said he looked at it and the alcohol doesn't actually hit your system for 30 minutes. Okay. So mm-hmm. It's not like fully absorbed or whatever. So actually you, what you think you're getting, you're actually mm-hmm. not. And it's more about the taste. So the more you can find something that does yeah. that job for you, 
We yeah. don't actually need it. And the smugness of waking up the next morning hangover free is yeah. worth yeah. everything. It's the Definitely. best. You're so yeah. productive. And do you know, when I did the um, podcast with Lucky saying way back when they were just starting out, that's what he said. He, he was like, I'm kind of designing it for people that want to be productive. So you want to go out mm. at night, but you still, mm. you know, kind of, kind of want to yeah. get on with it. Mm. Um, I think you're, you're right, actually, about that the taste um i i quite often drive when i go out because of where i live it's not convenient for public transport late mm. at night and and also i have eight-year-old twins so the it's not smugness in the morning it's it's no. survival yeah. um so i quite often will just have tonic instead of gin and tonic mm. and it tastes pretty much the same and yeah. and i'm fine with it i think i've i've got used to just feeling straight and sober, you know, because I'm I'm driving and I don't particularly feel like I'm missing out. I go to a lot of comedy clubs. Um, oh yeah, and um, and in, you know, it's I don't feel the need to sit and drink and drink and drink and yeah, yeah just a tonic, and I feel like I'm having a gin and tonic. Well, and also you don't have to nip out to the loo and then get slagged off by the comedian for going. Um, yes. which is handy oh my god don't they just <laughs> they kill you oh my goodness i would never yeah. get up and leave my seat even if i was desperate no um well i've i've just started on the board uh brighton fringe and um we're oh, yeah. uh we're kind of in the middle of you know all the tickets going and sale and all that and um yeah so if you're into comedy and stuff you know definitely there'll be a a few options for you to, to, oh to i love it i really love it yeah um and then just to talk about organic thing mm-hmm. um you know when I worked at Pret, you know, we, we talked about organic a lot and and we strive to do as much organic stuff as we could. When we then researched people, a lot of people were like, well, I'd like to use organic where I can, but it's expensive and therefore we yeah. don't think the trade-off's there. I mean, is it the thing mm. to go for or is it a bit of a halo effect? Well, I think having fewer chemicals in your system has got to be a a good idea and yes organic food is more expensive so what i i tend to say to my clients have you have you heard of the um the dirty dozen and the clean 15 no no okay if you google it you get you get a list of the the dirty dozen and the clean 15 and they they change slightly according to probably whoever's testing them but there's there's a dozen foods that tends to absorb more chemicals and would be uh, worse for your system if unless you bought the organic variety so I, I would say try and buy organic uh when it's this this list of, of the dirty dozen and the clean 15 you could probably get away with not having organic so um sometimes you know the the, the dirty dozen is usually uh, strawberries spinach uh peaches pears nectarines things like that so have those organic if you can clean 15 foods like pineapple onions asparagus kiwi fruit they tend to be okay so if you don't have the budget for organic everything mm. then just go for the for the um the, the dirty dozen as organic that's a good tip yeah that's mm. really really cool and then uh, obviously we'll just pass the budget which helped not many people um what about <laughs> the the government then i mean where are you sort of seeing help from them is there because I, I guess i've just been in so many of these um round tables or been at these seminars mm. and 
you know, it's almost like we VHS and Betamax back in the day. Like they can't get yeah. together to just get one system that actually works yeah. for everyone. Um, and it never seems to be solved, food labeling. So, you know, are they doing enough? Are they doing too much? Are they focusing the wrong areas? What You got any thoughts on that? I should I should probably follow more closely what they do than I than I than I do actually follow. But I mean, maybe, the maybe ignorance they, is bless. I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is the things that they do um, are often quite controversial as well. Or or people from my profession wouldn't necessarily agree with their guidelines. Um, I mean, you know, they they cause massive controversy with the calories on menus. Um, some people are saying, oh, this is a great thing. You know, um, people know which is a higher calorie food. People in my profession would say it's not about the calories. It's not the numbers. It's about what's in the food that counts. Mm. And also from uh, people with a, an eating disorder's point of view, they, you know, they can't focus on the food anymore because they're too busy looking at the numbers and it makes them obsessive about what they're eating and it, it could it could um, trigger their eating disorder again. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was at Pret, you know, we had one of the best posters ever. And I think it was uh, James Cannell that did it, the, the creative director who's fabulous. And mm. it just was an avocado and it oh, just yeah. said uh, good yeah. fat, you know, and yes. then there was a little story about good fat, yeah. you know, yeah. and that was always so powerful um, because, it, you know, these types of things get demonized because, you know, they're totally. you're only looking at it from one angle, when actually, mm. you know, you need to be looking at it sort of 360. So the calories thing, I mean, at Yosushi, when I up there, we, um, I think we were one of the first to put calories on. Um, right. The, the, you know, and it took forever because we were about 85 dishes, you know, it was a nightmare for the, mm. for the food team. Um, yeah. But yeah, when you, when you look at it, you're not necessarily looking at that right number. At all? No, exactly. Um, and fat is is a classic example of of a food that's been demonised. And I don't think we've ever recovered from that fat free diet craze of when was it the eighties. Um, and I have to now re-educate almost everybody that comes to me for weight loss that to lose weight you still need good fats. Every mm. single cell in your body needs good fats in its cell wall in order to be healthy. And if you don't have good fats, then your body's just not going to function and you won't lose weight because you'll be hungry and craving the wrong things. You'll, you know, you'll have poor skin. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, all sorts of um, functions in our body need good fats and we really shouldn't be afraid of them. Yeah, no, that's that's really good advice. And then just uh, sort of thinking about time as well. I know you need to go in a wee sec, but just thinking about... Um, you know, top tips really for living your life with, with gut health in mind. You know, if you are a busy person, if mm. and most people listening will be, you know, you feel you don't have time for it. You know, is there a yeah a, a good wee list of, of, of living your life well? Well, I think eat fresh food that you've made yourself if, if possible. Eat a wide variety of foods. I always say eat the rainbow, you know, yeah. uh, the more colours, the more nutrients. With gut health in mind, eat uh, prebiotics and probiotics. So, you know, the, the prebiotics are the fibres that feed the gut bacteria like onions, chicory, garlic. Uh, if you can't tolerate those foods, then you can get supplements um, that contain that, that won't make you instantly bloated. Hmm. Um, you can eat good bacteria as well in live yoghurt and, and kefir drinks and um, uh 
sauerkraut, fermented foods, things like that. So, you know, um, eat a wide variety of foods, look after yourself, you know, the health, uh, the self-care uh, topic is very often in the media. So we all need to look after ourselves and um, and chances are you'll be healthier if you if you plan your life and um, think about where you're going to be and what you're going to need to eat. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think, you know, I'm probably going to take most of this year to invest in all of what you've said. Um, mm. I just see what happens. It's a wee experiment. I'm treating it like a computer game or something. It's like it's a little kind of gamification <laughs> sort of thing and, and, and let's see what happens. But, you know, anyone that feels they're, they're stuck in a rut or they have been living with a symptom that they've just been putting to the back of their mind, you know, I'd, I'd, mm. I'd really advise to get in touch with you and try and get some help. Um, thank you. And, um, you know, you've, you've, you've definitely been life-changing for me, so thank you. Um, so fun bits um, we'll, we'll finish off with. So um, first thing is, what's next for you? What's going on for you? What's what's next? And so I, it feels like a rebrand's on the card, right? So the, the gut detective or the gut buster, I think, <laughs> I think that's the first cab off the gut rank. Gut busting diet yeah, advice, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I'm actually looking into brain health at the moment i'm um i'm never going to abandon gut health because that for me is the foundation i'm actually uh not retraining as such but additional training um in cognitive decline and the prevention of cognitive decline which is a fascinating subject and i'm following the work of dale bredesen who has been doing this long enough now that he can prove through nutrition and supplements and lifestyle, that you can actually reverse cognitive decline. And I think that's a fascinating subject and something that would be very much needed by people. So I'm, yeah, I'm learning about brain health at the moment and looking to add that to my offering. The the brainy belly specialist i don't know <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it um, but in terms There's of a gut uh, brain axis i mean you know i'm the yeah the road between the two the healthy mind yeah but, but in terms of yeah. cognitive decline what does that result in is it is it parkinson's and things like this uh alzheimer's, alzheimer's. dementia uh-huh. that sort of thing yeah so where your brain is simply not not functioning and um dementia is such a prevalent and cruel condition and yeah. I've seen close members of my family um go through that and it's yeah. just horrible a horrible situation and potentially something that we can actually do something about well wouldn't that be great yeah, yeah. if we can do that yeah, yeah. brilliant okay a couple of quick questions then so favorite mm. city you're well traveled so favorite city to eat in well, um, I'd, ha- I'd have to say New York, I oh, think. Oh, cool. Yeah, I absolutely love New York, and my stepsister lives there. And being half Chinese, she takes me to the most amazing restaurants. But she used to live in Chinatown, and um, I don't know what they do to the Chinese food over there, but it's just amazing. And um, she would take me to all sorts of little places that only a local New Yorker would know about. And, oh. uh, and I love that. Um, I've, I've not been to Japan, but I'm anticipating, hopefully when I go next year, that Japan actually will be my favourite city. Um, you know, somewhere in Japan will be a favourite city because I'm a matcha tea addict and it's, love my yeah. Asian food. So I'm really looking forward to going there as well. It's phenomenal. Well, I've only been to Tokyo, mm. but it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I was lucky mm. when, when I joined Yosushi, um, 
they sent me out there. I think I was only in six weeks and I had to go and speak at a conference. And oh, wow. I think all told, I was on the stage for about four hours. Oh my goodness. I, and, I had, <laughs> and when I was speaking, there was a translator and there was like local TV channels were there filming. Oh and goodness. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. Yep. Um, oh. But yeah, Tokyo. I, I think I'd like to go with someone that I know. I went out and I had a fixer when I was out there. But I, I would, it would have been amazing to have shared it with someone that I knew rather than just going out yes. yourself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely um, a whole different experience. Yeah. I mean, I just look like Godzilla. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they're all just looking at me like, what? Um, so, yeah, that was that was fun. But, yeah, the food yeah. and everything was just great. Although at that stage, there was still there was a bit of a severe lack of coffee and bread. And I think my I was so used to having coffee and bread yeah. That with the jet lag and with everything else, I just I felt constantly sort of not right. Mm. Um, um, and They're it, a tea nation, aren't they? It's yeah. it's all about matcha and even their tea ceremonies and that's yeah. all, the whole culture is around tea rather than coffee. I think. Yeah, definitely. And then also just um, you know a, a lot a lot of extreme things as well. I mean, I saw horse sashimi. I think I saw. Oh, really? Lot. Uh, terrapins and collagen. Uh, no. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so it's it's pretty extreme. Mm. Some of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, but um, but great fun. Um, yeah. And then have you got a favourite hotel? Well, I've not stayed in many in recent years. Mm. Um, but last year I stayed in the Citizen M. Oh yeah, in London. Have you been uh-huh. there? Yeah, it's great. Uh, which one? I, uh, Tower Bridge or? I Shoreditch? stayed at Tower Bridge, yeah. and it had a really great bar with an amazing view. Um, in fact, we've we've rebooked not the Tower Bridge one, but um, I'm meeting a, a school friend there again yeah. next month because the Citizen M experience was was just great. You know, it was fairly reasonably priced. It was yeah. in a great location. Lovely. Um, little buffet breakfast in the morning. Yeah. You know, the rooms are small, but I only need, you know, a clean bed and a hot shower. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but it's quite funky and art yeah. based as well. And they've managed to make it nice and reasonably priced mm-hmm. and yet catered for everything as you would want it. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I, I love them a lot. I think they're a very generous brand as well. I think they might be Dutch originally. Right. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we had a great experience, and I'm I'm going to a gig next month in London, and we. Who are you see I'm going to see somebody, nobody but an old Mancunian like myself would ever have heard of, called a certain ratio. I know ACR. Ratio. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, back in the day, they used to be um, friends of mine uh, in ah. my twenties. Yeah, my sister used to go out with one of them, Fantastic. and uh, and I'm just you know. Uh, a fan in the audience. Yeah. Now, ah, they're great. They're great. And they were on a bit of a comeback. There was a lot of Manchester stuff or pre-Manchester stuff last year. Six Music were having a bit of a special on them. Okay. Or, you know, they were, yeah. you know, they were really talking about them and, and sort of early yeah. New Order stuff and all that, you know. Yeah. But no, they're a, they're a much-loved band. So, yeah, that's cool. Mm. And then I think Cummings and Citizen M1, I always love that it's, I think it's, I'm sure it said nice shoes as you walk in on the, on the map. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was always quite fun, and yeah. then it used to have in the left, uh, the no smoking sign said something like "Have a cigarette if you like," but it'll be the most expensive cigarette you've ever had, and it was like <laughs> 150 quid. Yeah. You know, it was like you yeah. crack on yeah, if yeah. you want to do it. Yeah, no problem. But it, it's uh, a brand with a sense of humour. Yeah, it's, yeah. everything's done with a with a fun little flourish. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. No, and their great. newsletter's really nice too. They do a, a nice Ooh. newsletter. 
she'd sign up to that then. Oh yeah, mm. they have a wee look. Yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're always quite fun. You got a favourite coffee shop like in Brighton or out and about? Oh, I do. Um, I love Woolfox in Brighton. Yes, yeah. Because they sell matcha. Oh, they do. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, says yeah. sounding like an addict. Yeah. But they do the most amazing overnight oats that looks too attractive to eat with edible flowers and fruit, oh. and it's just lovely. Um, in fact, I was I had to stay in on my birthday last year, and I was I was so miffed because I was waiting for delivery that I ordered breakfast to be delivered from Wolf Fox and I ordered <laughs> a matcha and um I mean imagine having a drink delivered yeah and I've done that. <laughs> um well a, a, a hot drink delivered yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. uh, anyway it cost me about 25 pounds for a <laughs> matcha a juice and an overnight oats what and I relished it <laughs> yeah well they used to do the best treat. juices um I don't think they've got the, the contract now but they used to do the honest juice co which I think is based oh, yeah. in Hove um, I have heard and, of that, yeah. And they, and they do like just bundles to do like fasting and all that jazz. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I always thought it was great, but I don't think they do that anymore. They went for a more kind of commercial brand um, right. now. Um, so yeah, oh, that's cool. Well, Fox, yeah, I've got one in Preston Street next to flat. Um, mm. And then a uh, favourite bar, pub? I love the Connaught in Hove. Yep. Um, the great Sunday roasts in there. I've taken... Uh-huh. In fact, my the stepsister I mentioned from New York, she said, can we go to the Connaught when we oh, come wow. over? Yeah, and oh, they're real pleased. foodies. Yeah, um, they do a great Sunday roast. And um, I also like the urchin in urchin. home. Yep, yep. Nice seafood and, and fish and so on. So, yeah, well, my yeah. Sort of going to pubs regularly, uh, days are over, but those are two I like. Yeah, no, they're good. Well, it's Brighton's Best Restaurant Awards on Monday night. Um, so I've, I've uh, luckily been, been a judge of that. So I'm going along on Monday night to that. So the auction usually feature like top 20. Right. And usually. of course, you know who's won. Uh, I don't. Oh, don't you? No. Oh, okay. So you, you just had give to, them your you, vote. Uh, yeah, you all vote independently and then it then it all goes. Right. So I, I mean, usually top two spots are between Bincho Yakitori on Preston Street and right. Little Fish Market are usually duking it out. Burnt Orange, uh, which I worked on actually, it's um, it's sort of been there or thereabouts as well of late. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll wait and see. But Bincho won it this year, um, mm-hmm. which is well worth going to if you've never been. In. And I if you fancy, oh, it's phenomenal. If you fancy yeah. Japan. Um, yeah. And uh, Little Fish Market uh, has uh, been I've seen that. a long time. Is that Eastern Street? E- oh, East uh, Street, rather. Uh, Little Market Street. So, you know, uh, the old market theatre? Yeah. Just yes. right next door to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah just down right. that wee, that wee yeah. thing at the uh, Bee's Mouth, you know, pub. I do, um, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. My, my my directions are all marked with pubs, so that tells you something. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, have you got a favourite actual restaurant that's your... Such It's such a difficult um, question, that one. Um I think actually what's what has stood out in the last year was was when I went to to London, as I mentioned earlier. We went to an Ottolenghi restaurant. Oh yeah. I was absolutely blown away by the food. We mm. it was we couldn't get a table and we um despite booking in advance, we, we were at the bar and it was still absolutely yeah. amazing food and service and great atmosphere and yeah. every every mouthful was absolutely delicious. Yeah. No, oh, he knows what he's yeah. doing. He's um, he's he's been a 
investor. I'm doing a thing called Hospitality Rising. We were trying to get mm. people to work in hospitality, and he was uh, he was one of the first investors in that. But he's a, a, a seems like a lovely man. I've never met him, but he just seems like a lovely man. Was it yeah. Rovi Rovi that you went to? Uh, oh, my friend booked it. It was um, um, it was one near the hotel we stayed in. Oh, um, okay. Oh, it might have been near the gig we were going to. Uh, which was, yeah. Actually, it was because we went there in a taxi. I think it was near Sh- near Shoreditch. Oh, okay. All right. Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. All right. Well, listen, I better let you go um, and get on with your day and all the rest yeah. of it. Um, and just thanks so much for doing this. It's it's been it's been great. It's been a nice. Uh, Nice wee wander into a new area and, and hopefully it's inspired <laughs> some people to, you know, just sort of have a wee look at what they're doing and, you know, and just look after themselves. Um, mm, and, uh, I do and, hope uh, so. Yeah, and hopefully they'll, you know, feel better, be more productive and, and be around a bit longer. Yes, um, absolutely. But, yeah, great. Thanks so much, Ruth. You're welcome. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Ruth as much as I did. I always enjoy catching up with her. So if you want to check out Ruth or you would like some advice personally or for your company, get in touch with Ruth. That's ruthreynolds.com or nutritionist underscore Ruth, nutritionist underscore Ruth on Instagram. So that's Ruth Reynolds, the nutrition coach. Thanks so much, Ruth, for everything that you've done for me. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity and serve guests better. Just visit vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic and get in touch with the team right away. That's vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic. Thanks also to our silver partners HDI, Saved by Robots and Airship and Toggle for their support as this podcast would not be possible without all of our partners. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time, we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks and tales that will make your brand boom.